Question 26 of Summa Theologica Prima Secunde, Treatise on the Passions. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Summa Theologica Prima Secunde, Treatise on the Passions, by St. Thomas Aquinas. Translated by the Fathers of the English Dominican Province. Question 26. Of the Passions of the Soul in Particular, and First of Love, in Four Articles. We have now to consider the soul's passions in particular, and 1. The Passions of the Concupiscible Faculty, 2. The Passions of the Irascible Faculty, the first of these considerations will be threefold, since we shall consider 1. Love and hatred, 2. Desire and aversion, 3. Pleasure and sadness. Concerning love, three points must be considered. 1. Love itself, 2. The cause of love, 3 the effects of love. Under the first head there are four points of inquiry. First, whether love is in the concupiscible power. Second, whether love is a passion. Third, whether love is the same as delection. Fourth, whether love is properly divided into love of friendship and love of concupiscence. First article, whether love is in the concupiscible power. Objection 1. It would seem that love is not in the concupiscible power. For it is written in Wisdom 8.2, Her, namely Wisdom, have I loved, and have I sought her out from my youth. But the concupiscible power, being a part of the sensitive appetite, cannot tend to wisdom, which is not apprehended by the senses. Therefore, love is not in the concupiscible power. Objection 2. Further, love seems to be identified with every passion. For Augustine says in On the City of God, 14.7, Love, yearning for the object, beloved, is desire. Having and enjoying it is joy. Fleeing what is contrary to it is fear, and feeling what is contrary to it is sadness. But not every passion is in the concupiscible power. Indeed, fear, which is mentioned in this passage, is in the irascible power. Therefore, we must not say absolutely that love is in the concupiscible power. Objection 3. Further, Dionysius in On the Divine Names 4 mentions a natural love. But natural love seems to pertain rather to the natural powers, which belong to the vegetal soul. Therefore, love is not simply in the concupiscible power. On the contrary, the philosopher says in Topics 2-7 that 
love is in the concupiscible power. I answer that, love is something pertaining to the appetite, since good is the object of both. Wherefore love differs according to the difference of appetites. For there is an appetite which arises from an apprehension existing, not in the subject of the appetite, but in some other, and this is called the natural appetite. Because natural things seek what is suitable to them according to their nature, by reason of an apprehension which is not in them but in the author of their nature, as stated in the first part, question 6, article 1, second reply, and question 103, article 1, first and third replies. And there is another appetite arising from an apprehension in the subject of the appetite, but from the necessity and not from free will. Such is, in irrational animals, the sensitive appetite, which, however, in man, has a certain share of liberty in so far as it obeys reason. Again, there is another appetite following freely from an apprehension in the subject of the appetite, and this is the rational or intellectual appetite, which is called the will. Now in each of these appetites the name love is given to the principle of the movement towards the end loved. In the natural appetite, the principle of this movement is the appetitive subject's connaturalness with the thing to which it tends, and may be called natural love. Thus, the connaturalness of a heavy body for the center is by reason of its weight, and may be called natural love. In like manner, the aptitude of the sensitive appetite, or of the will to some good, that is to say, its very complacency in good is called sensitive love, or intellectual, or rational love. So that sensitive love is in the sensitive appetite, just as intellectual love is in the intellectual appetite. And it belongs to the concupiscible power because it regards good absolutely, and not under the aspect of difficulty, which is the object of the irascible faculty. Reply to Objection 1. The words quoted refer to intellectual or rational love. Reply to Objection 2. Love is spoken of as being fear, joy, desire, and sadness, not essentially, but causally. Reply to Objection 3. Natural love is not only in the powers of the vegetal soul, but in all the soul's powers, and also in all the parts of the body, and universally in all things. Because, as Dionysius says in On the Divine Names 4, beauty and goodness are beloved by all things. Since each single thing has a connaturalness with that which is naturally suitable to it. Second article, whether love is a passion. Objection 1. It would seem that love is not a passion. For no power is a passion. 
but every love is a power as dionysius says on the divine names four therefore love is not a passion objection to further love is a kind of union or bond as augustine says on the trinity eight ten but a union or bond is not a passion but rather a relation therefore love is not a passion objection three further damascene says in on the true faith two twenty two that passion is a movement but love does not imply the movement of the appetite for this is desire of which movement love is the principle therefore love is not a passion on the contrary the philosopher says in ethics eight five that love is a passion i answer that passion is the effect of the agent on the patient now a natural agent produces a twofold effect on the patient for in the first place it gives it the form and secondly it gives it the movement that results from the form thus the generator gives the generated body both weight and the movement resulting from weight so that weight from being the principle of movement to the place which is co-natural to that body by reason of its weight can in a way be called natural love in the same way the appetible object gives the appetite first a certain adaptation to itself which consists in complacency in that object and from this follows movement towards the appetible object for the appetitive movement is circular as stated in on the soul 310 because the appetible object moves the appetite introducing itself as it were into its intention while the appetite moves towards the realization of the appetible object so that the movement ends where it began accordingly the first change wrought in the appetite by the appetible object is called love and is nothing else than complacency in that object and from this complacency results a movement towards the same object and this movement is desire and lastly there is rest which is joy since therefore love consists in a change wrought in the appetite by the appetable object it is evident that love is a passion properly so called according as it is in the concupiscible faculty in a wider and extended sense according as it is in the will reply to objection one since power denotes a principle of movement or action dionysius calls love a power in so far as it is a principle of movement in the appetite reply to objection two union belongs to love in so far as by reason of the complacency of the appetite the lover stands in relation to that which he loves as though it were himself or part of himself 
Hence it is clear that love is not the very relation of union, but that union is a result of love. Hence too, Dionysius says that love is a unitive force, on the Divine Names 4. And the philosopher says, in Politics 2.1, that union is the work of love. Reply to Objection 3. Although love does not denote the movement of the appetite intending towards the appetible object, yet it denotes that movement whereby the appetite is changed by the appetable object, so as to have complacency therein. Third article. Whether love is the same as delection. Objection 1. It would seem that love is the same as delection. For Dionysius says, on the Divine Names 4, that love is to delection as four is to twice two, and as a rectilinear figure is to one composed of straight lines. But these have the same meaning. Therefore, love and delection denote the same thing. Objection 2. Further, the movements of the appetite differ by reason of their objects. But the objects of delection and love are the same. Therefore, these are the same. Objection 3. Further, if delection and love differ, it seems that it is chiefly in the fact that delection refers to good things, love to evil things, as some have maintained according to Augustine, on the City of God, 14.7. But they do not differ thus, because, as Augustine says in On the City of God, 14.7, the Holy Scripture uses both words in reference to either good or bad things. Therefore, love and election do not differ. Thus, indeed, Augustine concludes in On the City of God, 14.7, that it is not one thing to speak of love, and another to speak of delection. On the contrary, Dionysius says in On the Divine Names 4 that Some holy men have held that love means something more godlike than delection does. I answer that. We find four words referring in a way to the same thing notably love, delection, charity, and friendship. They differ, however, in this, that friendship, according to the philosopher, in Ethics 8.5, is like a habit, whereas love and delection are expressed by way of act or passion, and charity can be taken either way. Moreover, these three express act in different ways. For love has a wider signification than the others, since every delection or charity is love, but not vice versa, because delection implies, in addition to love, a choice, electionem, made beforehand, as the very word denotes, and therefore delection is not in the concupiscible power, 
but only in the will, and only in the rational nature. Charity denotes, in addition to love, a certain perfection of love, in so far as that which is loved is held to be of great price, as the word itself implies. Note, referring to the Latin carus, which means dear. Reply to Objection 1. Dionysius is speaking of love and election, in so far as they are in the intellectual appetite, for thus love is the same as delection. Reply to Objection 2. The object of love is more general than the object of delection, because love extends to more than delection does, as stated above. Reply to Objection 3. Love and delection differ, not in respect of good and evil, but as stated. Yet in the intellectual faculty, love is the same as delection, and it is in this sense that Augustine speaks of love in the passage quoted. Hence, a little further on, he adds that a right will is well-directed love, and a wrong will is ill-directed love. However, the fact that love, which is concupiscible passion, inclines many to evil, is the reason why some assigned the difference spoken of. Reply to Objection 4. The reason why some held that, even when applied to the will itself, the word love signifies something more godlike than delection, was because love denotes a passion, especially in so far as it is in the sensitive appetite, whereas delection presupposes the judgment of reason. But it is possible for man to tend to God by love, being, as it were, passively drawn by him, more than he can possibly be drawn thereto by his reason, which pertains to the nature of delection, as stated above. And consequently, love is more godlike than delection. Fourth article. Whether love is properly divided into love of friendship and love of concupiscence. Objection 1. It would seem that love is not properly divided into love of friendship and love of concupiscence. For love is a passion, while friendship is a habit, according to the philosopher Ethics 8.5. But habit cannot be the member of a division of passions. Therefore, love is not properly divided into love of concupiscence and love of friendship. Objection to, further, a thing cannot be divided by another member of the same division, for man is not a member of the same division as animal. But concupiscence is a member of the same division as love, as a passion distinct from love. Therefore, concupiscence is not a division of love. Objection 3. Further, according to the philosopher in Ethics 8.3, Friendship is threefold, that which is founded on usefulness, that which is founded on pleasure, and that which is founded on goodness. But useful and pleasant friendship are not without concupiscence. Therefore, 
concupiscence should not be contrasted with friendship. On the contrary, we are said to love certain things because we desire them. Thus, a man is said to love wine on account of its sweetness which he desires, as stated in Topics 2.3. But we have no friendship for wine and such like things, as stated in Ethics 8.2. Therefore, love of concupiscence is distinct from love of friendship. I answer that, as the philosopher says in Rhetoric 2.4, to love is to wish good to someone. Hence, the movement of love has a twofold tendency, towards the good which a man wishes to someone, to himself or to another, and towards that to which he wishes some good. Accordingly, man has love of concupiscence towards the good that he wishes to another, and love of friendship towards him to whom he wishes good. Now the members of this division are related as primary and secondary, since that which is loved with the love of friendship is loved simply and for itself, whereas that which is loved with the love of concupiscence is loved not simply and for itself, but for something else. For just as that which has existence is a being simply, while that which exists in another is a relative being. So, because good is convertible with being, the good, which itself has goodness, is good simply. But that which is another's good is a relative good. Consequently, the love with which a thing is loved, that it may have some good, is love simply, while the love with which a thing is loved that it may be another's good, is relative love. Reply to Objection 1. Love is not divided into friendship and concupiscence, but into love of friendship and love of concupiscence. For a friend is, properly speaking, one to whom we wish good, while we are said to desire what we wish for ourselves. Hence the reply to the second objection. Reply to Objection 3. When friendship is based on usefulness or pleasure, a man does indeed wish his friend some good, and in this respect the character of friendship is preserved. But since he refers this good further to his own pleasure or use, the result is that friendship of the useful or pleasant, in so far as it is connected with love of concupiscence, loses the character to true friendship. End of question 26. Read by Michael Shane Craig Lambert, L.C.